It's a terrible football show, all right? I want whatever you guys are smoking right now. Come on, Shane. You. OH. Yeah. Oh, baby, go. yeah! <laughs> Shane, I swear to God. Welcome to a terrible football show. That's my quarterback and my teammate, man. <laughs> Ruins my fucking holiday every damn year. Alex, what up? You can thoroughly kiss my ass. Why not let us decide the top four? Yeah, let a terrible football show. Let a terrible football decide the top four. Show. Fuck you, Shane. <laughs> Roll Todd. Have a good one, guys. Oh, Have a good oh, oh, oh. oh, yeah, he's got to go. Get him out of here. Get him out of here. Uh, you know, I like that Baker Mayfield and myself, man. He was baking up there in the Browns, and it just turned into a big old shit pile. So- <laughs> Get that right. I will fly you out and take you to a game in Dallas of your fucking choice. Ooh. Oh, shit. Yeah, he's successful at just giving his terrible opinions, so why can't I? It's a terrible football show, after all. Welcome to Terra Football Show episode, Heinz Ward. Hopefully you're having a phenomenal day today. Uh, whether you're watching it live alongside us, watching After the Fact, or listening to After the Fact, we appreciate the hell out of you. Speaking of listening after the fact, uh, so sorry. So sorry for audio listeners last week. I, that was the latest I've ever been on ATFS. I posted that thing, I think, Saturday freaking night. And the worst part is I had it exported. I had it exported. I had the, the, you know, the cover... Um, the cover logo for the for the audio upload ready to go. I just it forgot it. I, I guess since I I got the file ready, I, I assumed I did it, and come to find out, I did not do it. So my bad, to audio listeners won't do that this week. Uh, no Jacob this week, still no Shane, but we do have Ricky here. Ricky, how you doing? How you feeling? I'm doing all right. I'm still feeling a little drag from Thanksgiving, though. Oh, man. Me and you both. Today's my get back in the gym day. As soon as we're done with the show, it's back to the gym. You know, after having days of Thanksgiving, it's it's time to get back at it. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's time to get back at it. So I feel you. Uh, but, uh, hey, got, got some drag going, but it's okay because Tuesday is here, and that means that we have a lot to talk about because we do. We have a lot to talk about. You know, we have conference championships this weekend, which is going to be the big decider on the final four, which is, of course, today's topic of the show. Uh, you've got some big news out of uh, out of your country there. So we're going to chat about that here in a bit. Uh, let's see Heisman predictions. We're going to kind of go over that because that's coming up. Uh, some very, very interesting comments from the Carolina owner, David Tepper. Some comments where it's just like, who would say that out loud? You know what I mean? So, And then, of course, just kind of reacting to uh, all the games this weekend and whatever else we want to chat about. It's going to be great. It's going to be a great time. But you know what else would be a great time is if you go down in the description below and you use our referral link for Rogue Energy and pick up some Rogue with our promo code SPARKY3 to get 10% off. Shout out to whoever bought a couple orders of Rogue today. You guys are awesome. I don't know who that was, but I get the emails. Thank you so much. Uh, as well as go to use our referral link for Agent Inc. and pick up a jersey because we've got sick jerseys with a hand-drawn trash can on it drawn by yours truly that I drew in about two minutes on Photoshop. So you should totally pick up a jersey and rock that 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 little trash can jersey. It's freaking sick. And you should also join the Discord and you can come chat with us and be friends with us. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see if we respond. Uh, probably. I don't know. Depends on the day. Depends on the time. Um, all right, start turning down the music. We can start getting into the show. 
Uh, so I do want to point out that it's mighty convenient that our local Ohio State fan is not on the show today after a loss this weekend. Now he legitimately has something going on. T's and P's to him. I just had to. I just had. To, I just had to shout that out. Uh, but yeah, Ohio State big L this weekend. Rivalry weekend, of course. Lots of games went down. The Beavs really let me down on that one. Unfortunately, I was really hoping for some. Some good ups, upsets this weekend, and we didn't get it. Almost got one with Auburn, Alabama. Alabama getting a TD in the last, you know, like few seconds of the game, and you know, hilarious fashion. Shout out to that. Uh, but before we dive into any of that, just so we don't forget, because we have forgotten before, we're gonna once again lead the show off with our dicks of the week, and then jump into the title topic, and then kind of jump into there. Of course, if you're new to the show, our dicks of the week is our most disappointing moment of the weekend our most infuriating moment of the weekend, our most confusing, our most hype, and our most shocking. So if you're new to the show, make sure and you're uh, watching along, whether it's after the fact or not, make sure to put in your dicks of the week. We want to know what your dick looks like. Uh, So kicking things off with D for the most disappointing. (laughs) For the most disappointing moment of the weekend. For me personally, I already touched on it. My beeves really let me down. Didn't even keep it competitive, you know? Didn't even keep it competitive. So that was unfortunate, especially since this is being said to be like one of the last civil wars, you know, because it's not, I don't think it's going to be an annual thing anymore since Oregon's going to the Big Ten. It'll, it'll still happen, obviously, but it's not going to be an annual thing, I don't think. So that's a very unfortunate that they went out on a whimpering fart instead of, a, you know, in a blaze of glory. Uh, the most infuriating moment of the weekend, and this is coming from someone who's just like a fan from afar. You know, I just I I love the I love the players, I love the program, I love the social media team and what they're about, and I want to see the program succeed. Uh, very infuriated that we have still yet to see a Brandon Staley firing in Los Angeles because it's like, come on, man. We saw another firing this week of in the NFL head coaching ranks of Frank Wright getting fired eleven games or twelve games into his tenure as Carolina head coach. Now he's going to sit on his butt and make $25,000 a minute or an hour or whatever it is for the next like three years. Carolina's got $70 million tied up in Matt Rule and Frank Wright over the next three years, which is insane. But definitely upset for Chargers fans out there. I I think it's beyond time for him to get canned. Most confusing, and we'll touch on this in a bit, uh, the David Tepper comments that came out. I think it was just today I saw it coming out, and it's just like, again, why would you say that? Like, what in your right minds told you, yes, this is an acceptable thing to you vocalize? It's one of those thoughts you just need to keep to yourself or reveal like five to six years from now, depending on how Bryce Young's career turns out. We'll touch on that here soon. Most hype moment of the weekend. Non-sports, non-football related, WWE Survivor Series War Games. Okay, I had to shout it out. Had to shout it out. Randy Orton return. CM Punk return. R-Truth return. Shout out to that one. Shout out to Triple H and hyping that one up. No, seriously, CM Punk, that's like, who would have thought that bridge could ever be mended? This is not a wrestling podcast, but I had to shout it out. And lastly, the most shocking, it has changed. The most shocking was actually the Bears, even though they won, because the offense still looked horrendous. And honestly, while it's cool to see a win, we really don't need to win right now. We really don't. I'm sorry. Like, our season's done. You know, yes, we're, we're poised to get the number one pick from Carolina, but wouldn't it be cool to get an, another top five pick? But yeah, the offense looked fucking terrible. Justin looked good. 
let me get let me stress this. I'm not this is not on Justin. This is once again on play calling. Like you look at Justin's completion chart, like 90% of his fucking completions were all screens. Can we stop running screens and let him sling it downfield? But my most shocking thing came out today, and that is Bobby Petrino returning to Arkansas as offensive coordinator. Who would have thought that would have happened? But uh, those are my dicks of the dicks of the week. So Ricky, let's grip it and rip it, my friend. What are yours? Oh, I have two disappointing for uh, for this past week. Um, you know, I am a football official, so I I typically do not call out officiating, but I was very disappointed in the way Florida and Florida State. Uh, I, I was very disappointed in the way that was handled, um, especially when the C called a, a that or it looked like it was going to be targeting, and then when they discussed it, they're like, "No, that's going to be." Um, what was unnecessary roughness. And I'm like, that was a clean tackle. What's unnecessary roughness about it? <laughs> so, and, and so we, we got to get these rules, right? They got to get these rules fixed and corrected where, we, where they do not have to be put in that certain situation. I get it. Protect the quarterback, but that was not unnecessary, unnecessary roughness. That was a third and go play, by the way. And I'm wanting to say it was early second quarter when it was thrown, maybe late first quarter. I can't remember, but it was the third and goal, uh, which would have been a fourth and go. Uh, situation uh, situation um infuriating if let's see infuriating uh let's see here um so i've been infuriating that they announced they were going to retain sam Pittman, and then we just go out there and lay a big old flat goose egg out in the middle of nowhere so yep. that was that was very 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 infuriating confusing week is your shocking basically is um I, i'm confused on the Bob petrino hire um don't get me wrong um, you know, if you would have told me that Bob Petrino would have returned to Arkansas as well as Sam Punt going back to WWE, <laughs> um, damn is all I can say. Yeah. Uh, what, what, it's like, what is going on here? But at the <laughs> same time, it's like, will he and Sam Pittman be able to go inside? Will they be able to, um, will they be able to work together? Uh, that, and that's going to be remaining state hyped up. Trevor Lawrence and C.J. Stroud going back and oh, forth. That's going to be the next football rivalry, gentlemen. That's going to be the next football rivalry, and it's going to be the next football rivalry for years to come. Could be another Tom Brady, Peyton, Peyton Manning type situation, but, man, you talk about one heck of a football game the other day between those two. And, um, you know, C.J. Stroud about pulled it out. I mean, he about pulled out the way he moves in the pocket, guys. Oh, my gosh, this guy, he is going to be one heck of a football player down the road and then a uh, shocking Sam Puck returning. Yeah. <laughs> I had it written down Sam <laughs> Puck returning to WWE. You know, I know it's off football topic, but man, you got you gotta go off topic when it's something like this. Hey, uh, listen, you know, what, for the non-wrestling fans listening to this wanting to only hear some football, I want you to understand how big of a moment that is. Uh I want you to understand how big of a moment that is for for us both to put a WWE related thing in our dicks of the week, because that's just how huge and monumental it was. Um, so another thing that I want to definitely throw out there for the disappointing, cause I did have one disappointing thing that I forgot to already mention. Uh, so one thing that kind of sucks, this is on more of the personal realm here. Uh, but Friday night, I uh, went to go check out, uh, you know, state semifinals, you know, football playoff game uh, between the Bryant Hornets and the uh, Bentonville Tigers, I believe. Unfortunately, Bryant 
it was a bad game. Very bad game for Bryant. Uh, I went in support of my girlfriend's little brother, who's a starter on the team. Uh, very unfortunate to see his high school uh, his high school football playing career come to a close like that. Uh, it's on to college football for him now, wherever he decides to commit. Uh, but obviously, that was uh, super unfortunate. You know, no, he's had he's had a great he's had a great career starting all three years of high school, so that's pretty sweet there. You know, he's got a couple championships. He's got a couple state championship rings, as it is sure. Uh, but hey, you know, you you know he you know he really wanted that senior year one, but uh, now it's uh he, now he's heading off to Orlando, I believe, to play in uh to play in like uh, I think it's the All America Classic. I believe he will be playing in Orlando, and then off to college wherever he's gonna go. So big shout out to that. Uh, but no, I mean it, it's definitely a lot of different uh, things that took place this weekend for sure. That's gonna be uh, really exciting to kind of dive into. I've I've got some very interesting thoughts on a couple different points that uh, me and Ricky both shouted out in our Dicks of the Week. Uh, and then also just uh, the Heisman odds. I was looking at the Heisman odds, and I've got, I'm have got i baffled by a couple of these, so we're going to be chatting about that for sure. Uh, FCS playoffs, uh, round one is in the books, as well as we also did get news, I just remember this, uh, Delaware is moving up from FCS play to FBS play, joining the, I swear to God, soon-to-be-dead Conference USA. Shout out to Conference USA for doing anything and everything that they can to stay alive. So I'll, I'll, I'll give a massive kudos to that one for doing their best on that front. Uh, David Tepper comments, of course, the Bobby Petrino thing. Uh, it's going to be very fascinating there. Uh, let's see. Before we actually touch into our title topic of the day, which, of course, is the who will be the final four of the college football playoffs conference weekend ahead. I mean, it's going, it's going to be a tough one for sure. There's a lot of different things uh, going on in that, in, in that realm. Yeah. That's going to be a huge deciding factors of how this weekend is going to potentially go. Uh, and now that Ricky's back, I can, I can stop milking it. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Y'all. My, uh, my boss called me and it was, it was kind of important. That's fair. So I just wanted to, uh, yeah, so yeah, I def- definitely needed to get on the phone with him. He he's on the road right now as well, so it's definitely uh, yeah, def- definitely important that I, that I call him back. No, I get it, I get it. I milked it the best I could. I feel like it did all right. I was about to, I was about to segue to I'm some. Also, I could also put that on my disappointing of the week with with my boss being gone. See, my boss is in Nashville, Tennessee, right now. Guess where Money Night Raw was last night? Oh man, was he there? <laughs> no, he's not. Listen. My boss is about as plain as it possibly gets when it comes to sports. He doesn't like sports. He doesn't watch TV as, that much. Nothing like that. He's a duck hunter. I mean, when you look at when you when you talk to him, like you can tell, not only is he interesting, he's a great guy, but it's like this dude is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, he's just, <laughs> yeah, he's just a plain old typical Southern country boy. Oh, okay. He's just he's like. Like, leave me alone. Get me out of that stuff. It's pretty, yeah, it's pretty yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah, I get you. Okay, all right, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, all right, so let's go ahead and, since you're back, let's go ahead and actually jump into our title topic of the day. Uh, you know, the final fourth college football playoffs this weekend is going to be huge. I believe the next ranking should be coming out here soon, right? Uh, and we can learn the new rankings in the near future. Let me hop over. I think you're right. Let me hop over to YouTube TV real quick. Let me see if I can get that, uh, get that pulled up and confirm. Uh, but basically this weekend, big games that are going to really be huge deciding factors. Of course, in you know, we have the Pac-12, Oregon, Washington. This is a massive one. Um, you know, we have the SEC Championship, Georgia and Alabama. That's a massive one. 
Um, honestly, you know, and then from there you have the Big Twelve, which it's a question is can Oklahoma State play spoiler there, and as well as the Big Ten, can Iowa play spoiler to Michigan, and even the same thing with ACC, can Louisville play spoiler to Florida State? I mean, this is a big weekend because, like, you know, the, with how this weekend is set up. I mean, like, safely assuming that Ohio State's going to be still in, like, the top, you know, at least top eight for sure, but even top six, man, like, literally the top eight teams that were ranked last week are still all in play right now for the college football playoffs, which is wild to me, and it is starting soon. That's good. So let me turn that on. Uh, Let me go look at the previous rankings. So the previous rankings that we had – uh, let's see, for college football playoff rankings. So the previous ones we had, of course, was Georgia 1, Ohio State 2, Michigan 3, Washington 4, fuck Florida State 5, Oregon 6, Texas 7, Alabama 8. They are all in play here. They are all in play um, for to get to that top four. And it's all because of how this weekend could potentially go, which is honestly wild. Um, so, Ricky, just first initial instinct, you know, and, we, and we'll dive into it. First initial instinct. Who do you think the final four would be? Do you think there's going? You think it's going to be a wild, unpredictable weekend, or do you think it's going to be pretty predictable? So you know, I told you guys at the beginning of the season, and I and I think we could all agree it's been one confusing football season. But the one thing we have not really had, we haven't really had, but maybe one or two super shocking moments. And I'm really hoping that this weekend can. You're looking at a scenario right now where there's a possibility that Ohio State could still get in the top four. Yep. There's a possibility Texas gets to the top four. Alabama getting there's the top four. There's a possibility Alabama gets to the top four, and there's a possibility we may not see an SEC team in the top four. The only reason I don't think – the only reason that even though, like I said, the SEC not being the top four, the only way I don't see that happening – is if Florida State loses. If Florida State loses, there's going to be a guaranteed SEC spot in there. Um, for Ohio State to get in, though, it's it's going to be a long shot. But they're they're but they're gonna it's going to be a long shot for them to get in. But for Ohio State to get in, I think Washington, Florida State, and excuse me, Washington, Florida State, and Texas all have to lose. Yeah. If Alabama beats and if Alabama beats Georgia. There's a possibility they're going to jump Ohio State just for the simple fact is that they're going to be a conference champion. And, you know, it, it stinks because um, I, I think for the most part, Ohio State's been a little bit more consistent as far as, as, far as play-wise goes, you know, versus Alabama. Um, but at the same time, um, you, you know what their their whole deal is, is conference champion. And they're going to put that conference champion above. So who knows what's going to happen here. Um, you know, obviously, I, I think I can safely say the winner, the winner of Washington, Oregon's in. I, that I was going to be my next question is uh, like, even if Oregon wins, are they going to be automatically in? I, I think so. Yes, because you, you look at Washington, you know, they haven't lost a game yet. Their yeah. one loss would be Oregon if they were to lose. Oregon would have gotten that revenge game against Washington and this is for the conference championship. This is just this isn't just some regular season game. It's for the conference championship. And if they're gonna put conference champions above anything, then yes, or Oregon would automatically get in. So I, I really believe because this is my guess right here. I think it's gonna be Georgia, Michigan, Washington, Florida State's gonna be the top four right now. 
And I think on the outside looking in, you you have an argument for Oregon going above Ohio State. You have a, You have an argument for Ohio State being above Oregon. There's two different arguments um, on that on that way. But if I had to if I had to really put money on who's going to be number five, it would be Oregon because they've just blown everybody away. Even even since that loss to Washington, they've just blown everybody away. Um, Ohio State really hasn't. Uh, they they re- they've really struggled to blow out teams. If that makes any kind, if that makes any kind of sense whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I I still think Ohio State will be in the top six somewhere. And then I think Texas and Alabama State stay the same. I, I don't think you move. Uh, I don't think you move Texas Alabama just yet. Okay. All right. See, uh, so the way that I'm kind of leaning right now on everything, and, you know, I'll do my official picks uh, here in a bit for the conference championships, of course. Uh, honestly, I, you know, with the Pac-12, that's the most interesting because, like, they're both ranked so high. It's a win-you're-in situation is what it feels like, even though Oregon's at six. I got to be honest with you. I think Oregon's going to catch that dub. I think I, I just have a feeling that Oregon's going to win this weekend. Washington has shown so much weakness since that Oregon game and Oregon has shown nothing but strength. You know, it's one of those things like I was talking yep. to my boss about it earlier because he, as I've said before, he's a diehard Dallas Cowboys fan. And uh, the, when I was talking to him about going in like playoffs and, and just general stuff, he's like, he's like, I don't give a fuck about top seeding, you know, number one seed by week home, home advantage. I don't give a fuck. Cause I've seen this happen so many times with the Cowboys and the Braves where they get that. And then they just fall flat because they weren't hot. I care about if the team is hot at the right time, because that's when you see teams going to run like the Oh seven giants. They, they were hot when they needed to be, which is the end of the year. And that's how I feel towards Oregon right now is Oregon is hot at the right time. Washington has been very Luke, lukewarm, you know what I mean? Or even cold, but Oregon's just firing on all cylinders. So in my opinion, I feel like Oregon's going to be able to jump into the um, the the top five. Because honestly, after today, let's be honest, like we're going to get the rankings here in a little bit. Oregon may be like number number fifteen in the nation. They were what number six? They may be they may be five. Yeah. Like, but when the rankings come out, this is what it'll probably be. Georgia one. Actually, no, hold on. I I'd say, ah oh, man, guys, I'll be honest. I might put Michigan one since they beat Ohio State, who was two and had a you know Michigan's just undefeated doing their thing michigan could be one night georgia two washington three and fuck florida state stay at four just because they're undefeated even though they they you know it's not their fault unfortunate injury to to jordan travis but they did struggle that will probably be the top four oregon comes in at five and sitting at six will either be ohio state or texas and I think Alabama will probably stay in the same area. I know they won. That's great. But that was a game they should have completely fucking dominated. I know it's a big rivalry game. Iron Bowls have been known to be fucking crazy. But let's be honest, that was a game they should have dominated. Let's be completely transparent on that. Regardless if it's the the big rivalry that has this magical mist around it that makes it more of a game than it should be, they should have. So they'll probably stay at eight. So it's going to be interesting to see when the rankings come out. But that's my current prediction. And then coming into the weekend... As much as I would love to see Iowa play shocker to the world, and I do think it's possible because of how damn good that defense is, I think Michigan's run game is just too goddamn good. And I think Michigan will still win the Big Ten this weekend, which would leave them at the number one seed. I, As much as I would love to see Bama beat Georgia, I think Georgia will win, leaving them at the two. I got Oregon winning. And I think that will I think that could bump Oregon up to three because I also have fuck Florida State. I think I have a feeling they're gonna lose this weekend to Louisville. And in that fourth spot, that's where it gets interesting. You know, if Texas wins, 
is Texas in or is Ohio State going to get bumped in? That's the question for, that I have for you, Ricky. In the scenario I just laid out, let's you know, so Oregon gets in, Michigan gets in, uh, Georgia gets in. That fourth spot, Florida State loses. Fuck Florida State loses, okay? Does Texas get in if they win, or does Ohio State still jump Texas? So if you go by what the whole format of the top four is, a conference champion would jump Ohio would would jump Ohio State. Um, here's the thing, though. What was How the scenario last year? Ohio State played this year. They've played I a remember, decent I amount. Can't remember who was, I, I can't remember. I can't remember who was in the top four last year. I'll I'll pull that up and I'll, I'll, I'll confirm. But I will also pull up. Ohio State schedule because the thing is that we've given well, so so much credit to Ohio no, State. I, I got it right. I, I got it right here. So, including Michigan, Ohio State's only played three ranked teams the entire year, and this and the schedule that I have is going by what those teams were ranked at the time. Yeah, same here. Uh, and so, and don't get me wrong, you got a, you got two top ten wins. Yep. Um, which you know, which which is which is very very strong. Texas, on the other hand, they have played one, two, three, four. This will be their fifth top twenty-five game this upcoming weekend. Ooh. And with the win, you're talking about four top twenty-five wins. With one top ten win, which technically would have been Alabama, and at the time Alabama was ranked number three. Yeah. Ohio State hasn't beat anybody that high. Um. So I mean I don't know which way the committee is going to lean toward. Um, do I think Ohio State is the better team? I do. But if you go by the scenario and you go by with what the scenario and the and the and what what it calls for as far as the top four goes, you go you go with Texas because they are they're a conference champion even with that one loss to Oklahoma, um, which was a neutral site game. Mm-hmm. Uh, they shouldn't have lost that game, and as you could, as you see, uh, Texas did did struggle with a few uh, for a few weeks after that loss. But yeah, um, at the same time, if you go by what the what it calls for, it calls for a conference champion. Now, there was a time a few years ago, I think Ohio State ended up winning the Big Ten, but they had two losses. They jumped Alabama, a one loss team, into the top four. This is a totally different scenario because you have a one loss team and a one loss team. Have one team that had a top five win against Alabama, and even though Ohio State still has that one top five win, which I think was a get at Odo, they didn't have a top five win. They had two top ten wins. Right. Um, I I I think I I think Texas jumps them. See, that's how I'm kind of leaning too. You know, when you look at the amount of ranked wins they've had including one of them being top 10. I understand Ohio State has two top 10 wins, which could almost arguably outweigh what Texas has in some people's eyes, okay? Uh, I mean, I mean, I, I think that's a strong scenario. I mean, I, I really do. I mean, we'll see what the rankings are here. Should be starting, I think, in the next you know three minutes he'll start, and we can actually see what the current ones is. Because once we see the current ones, we can get a lot better idea about how this could play out. But, man, I'm telling you, I think if it plays out with the scenario that I said – or fuck Florida State loses, Oregon wins, Michigan wins, Georgia wins, Texas wins. I think it's going to be, you know, Michigan, Georgia, Oregon, and Texas. I think that's going to be the top four that we're going to see in the playoffs. Yeah, and 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 to be quite frank, be quite frank with you, um, 
Oregon could be the favorite to win the to win the top four if they get up in there. I know, man. They're off. I mean, we we you know their offense is like firing on a different level. But you know, the one thing that I'm gonna be concerned about is that let's say you know Oregon they would be the three seed going against Michigan. Let's say they beat Michigan, and then you have Georgia. And let's say Texas, Georgia wins. Man, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be concerned about a Georgia Oregon game because we saw what they did at TCU last year with this high power offense. I don't want to see another sixty five to seven. You know. So I, I don't know, man. I'm a little concerned. This is gonna be a, this is gonna be an interesting weekend. But that's the thing, though. Georgia's offense is just now starting to come around a little bit. Their defense is still pretty good. I mean, but I mean, they're just squeaking out these wins. They're not. Yeah, this Georgia true. team is not like last year's Georgia team. Yeah, that's very true. All right, now other scenarios, though. Uh, Alabama beats Georgia. You know, does Alabama getting in? Yes. Okay. They're not. They're not. They're not leaving an SEC team out. Now, and here's here's something else, though. You know, Alex, is that we have to take into consideration if Bama wins, Oregon wins, and Texas wins, you're talking about one flipperoo around when yeah. it comes to these top four. And so, I mean, it just like I said, I'm expecting it to be straightforward this weekend. I, I really am. At the same time. I mean, it just uh, it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me one bit if we get some some screwed up, messed up nonsense that happens this weekend, uh, which I I'm all for by the way. Just to let y'all know, oh, yeah. um, you know, to me to me to me this is the college football version of March Madness. Oh yeah, I I agree, and I can't wait for it to get to more teams because of shit like this. Uh, but you know, one one team that we're just leaving out throughout this all this entire conversation right now is what if fuck Florida State beats Louisville as planned. Uh, you know, they don't have Jordan Travis, sure, but they've got a hell of a running back and, and Trey Benson, I think's his name. I know his last name is Benson. I don't know if it's Trey or Troy. Uh, hell of a defense, but led by, you know, Jared Verse. Uh, I mean, like, what if fuck Florida State catches that win? You know, what if, you know, Texas wins is planned, Oregon wins is planned, Michigan wins is planned? Then, you know, how does it, Georgia wins is planned, then how does it go from there? You know, like, I don't know, like, I, the, I, you know, fuck Florida, fuck Florida State's going to be a big wild card. There is nothing anybody can defend when a player gets injured that you say, okay, well, if your player's injured and you're still undefeated, even though you've been up here in the top four the entire time, we're going to go ahead and leave you out of the top football. No, they'll be the fourth seed, mm-hmm. but that's it. Yeah. They'll be the fourth seed. If they win, they're in. I mean, there, there's no scenario where anyone could look at me and say, these kids deserve to be screwed out of the college football playoff just because someone got injured. That that doesn't make any sense to me. I agree. Now, yeah, now, now they've much, got to take care of much, business. As much, I know that I know that pains you to say that because you hate Florida State, but they're undefeated. I'm a realist. I get it. You know, we're 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 quick to write them off right now, but I mean, the realistic thing is, you know, fuck Florida State very well to take care of business this weekend. I mean, keep in mind. Louisville may be in the championship, but they did just come off a loss against Kentucky that they should have won. And they lost to Pitt earlier yeah. in the year. They shouldn't have lost that game. They beat 10th-ranked Notre Dame at the time, and then they turn around and drop a fucking egg against Pitt. And we could, and, if, and had, they beaten, uh, had they beaten Kentucky, now the college football playoff ranking had the number 10 before, and they had them a, below a two-loss Missouri team. Yep. But, I mean, even then, it's like, 
we could have been talking about them, which I don't exactly. think they would have got in regardless because their schedule was so weak. But yeah, um, they they, I, they technically would have had a scenario. You know what I mean? <laughs> Everything would have had to go perfectly right. right for them, but they technically would have had one. Now they don't. Now it's just down to the top top eight, which is honestly wild to me that we're at this position uh, where all, you know the top eight teams are all still in contention of where they can make it in. You know, obviously the t- the, the toughest road ahead for the, all these teams is Ohio State, though, because they don't have a game this weekend. You know, their their faith is going to be in everyone else, like it was last year when they sneaked in. So that's going to be right, the interesting and, thing. And, and one more, and there's one more scenario, Alex, that we haven't mentioned yet. There's still a possibility we could have four undefeated teams going into the playoff for the first time ever. That's very true. That's very true. I mean, we could just have it across the board. Just you know, Michigan, Georgia. Uh, Washington and fuck Florida State, all four undefeated into the playoffs, the four best teams in the country. That is very, very much a possibility. This is probably the most intriguing college football playoff that we've had because of just how many different scenarios could potentially play out. You know what I mean? College football playoff top 25 show has officially started. I've got it pulled up so we can uh, get some little updates here. I still petition that we should have the terrible football show decide the top four. Ah, yeah, so do I. It's in our opening. <laughs> it's in our opening. Well, uh, let's go ahead uh, and do it then. Let's go. Yeah, I still got an opening. Yeah, when you when you were sick and you were just like, well, why why not let us take the top four? Well, while we're waiting, why not we do? Well, let's let's do the top four, Ricky. What is the top four right now in college football? Rank them. So I think you have an argument for Michigan being number one. I, I really, I, I really believe you have a good argument for Michigan being number one. Um, I agree. Michigan's my uh, current one. So yeah, I, I'll, st- I'll, I'll stick, with, I'll stick with Michigan one. Georgia um, two for me. Georgia two. Washington three. Florida State four. Yep. And then outside looking in, Oregon at you, five. You could flip either. Or Oregon at five. Ohio State six. I think, and I think you could, I think you could flip that if you wanted to. Um, yeah, if you wanted to, you could flip that, but I, I think Oregon has a stronger case being ahead of Ohio State than what Ohio State does being ahead of Oregon. And then, of course, you've got Texas and Bama on the outside looking in as well at seven and eight. All right, we're flying through the top 25. We just did the first five. I didn't really get a chance to look at them because I was listening. I did see them, but I already forgot what they are. Uh, but one thing I do want to shout out here at number 20 is Oregon State still in at 20. Uh, you know, Jonathan Smith, unfortunately, leaving Oregon State to go to Michigan State, which honestly, at this point, fuck him. Fuck him at this point. You know, his comments were just like, really? You're an asshole. Go fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> but uh, I do want to give a special shout out to the Beavs while, you know, they, they it, in my opinion, did not meet expectations for this year. As far as I know, they stayed ranked all year long, even though they've lost four times. So big shout out to that. That's really cool to see. I don't think they've think they've, right. they've never dropped out of the top 25. Louisville's now down to 14, though. So I guess shout out to that. But no, did you see Jonathan Smith's comments in his uh, first like presser? And like whenever he was getting interviewed, uh-huh. you know, he asked like how long did he did he know that this was going to happen? He openly says like, yeah, I've known for a long time that I was going to leave is essentially what he said. And like I saw it was an Oregon State offensive lineman quote tweeted that and quoted him, you know, in the quote tweet where it's just like, I've known for a long time and just like a, like an annoyed face. And it's like, I can't blame him. Like that feels like betrayal. You know what I mean? That he's known for a long time he was going to leave Oregon State. You know, that, that feels like a betrayal in my opinion, if you're a player. 
that Alex, can you blame him? But but can you blame the coach? I don't. Think about it. I mean, come You're on. One, it's one of those things. Keep the comments well, to yourself, I, you know, or lie a little bit. Say I it's agree. like you know, yeah, you know, uh, you know. I, I just recently made the decision. It was tough. You know, you don't have to say, oh yeah, I've known for a long time. Kiss my ass, you son of a bitch. I can't wait for you I, to lose. You know, all the big games next year. I agree to disagree for the simple fact is you have to understand though, and players have to understand this. This is the business. Yeah. And number one. Oregon State is one of two teams left in the Pac-12. The Pac-12 is done. Recruiting is done. There is, I, gar- I guarantee you, the recruiting season for this year for with Oregon State was probably one of the worst that they've experienced in a very long time just because they don't know the future of the Pac-12. Like I said, like, yeah, they may they may have a schedule with the Mountain West Conference, but which schedule would you rather have? A schedule with the Mountain Conference or a chance to be in one of the top two conferences in college football, which is the uh, which obviously I still think the SEC is the best conference in college football right now. But you also have to give props to the Big Ten because uh, you know the Big Ten is is just a tough top to bottom right now. And so, yeah, which one would you? Which I mean, you think about it. You got one job where there's no telling what's going to happen, and then you have a stabilized job like Michigan State, which I know Michigan State sucks now, but there was a time Michigan State was the one upsetting people in the Big Ten yep. uh, and winning big, winning a couple Big Ten Conference championships. So I would, I don't blame him for leaving. I don't, but it's still just like choose your words better. That's all i got to say. Also, Alabama, I would, I would agree. Alabama stays at eight. Texas stays at seven. Which they should. That I mean, Texas and Alabama, Texas did beat them head to head, regardless of, of how they've gone since then. That's the way it should stay. So now the top ten, the top six, Ohio State remains in the top six, which you know Jacob is is cheering for that one. So now I, I personally think you'll see Michigan at one, Georgia two, Washington three, uh, fuck Florida State four, Oregon five, and Ohio State at six. That's how I see it playing out. Which, with that being the case, that's going to make this weekend very interesting for Ohio State. You know what I mean? Oregon catches the dub. You know, let's say Alabama managed to catch a dub. You know, fuck Florida State loses. Ohio State is going to have a path in. Possibly so. Possibly so. Yeah. No, it's that's going to be it's going to be a very interesting weekend for college football. But let's not forget, let's not forget, let's not forget about some of our other conference championships while I'm waiting for the talks to be revealed. Uh, you know, shout out to the Sun Belt, of course. We have Troy and Appalachian State. Uh, looking forward to that one. Uh, the American, we have Tulane and SMU. Uh, the Mountain West, which is a really weird way of how they determined it. Apparently, it's because of how, you know, uh, the games lined out and how the conference record lined out. They had to do, like, some special thing on Sunday to decide between Boise State, UNLV, and San Jose State because of conference record and who beat who and everything. Apparently, it was perfectly tied. So it came down to Boise State, UNLV is what it came down to. Of course, we got the MAC with two very good MAC teams of Miami, Ohio, and Toledo. That could potentially be the game of the weekend. We'll see. Uh, and then Conference USA, we have New Mexico State and undefeated Liberty. So shout out to that. Give me a good weekend for some football. I'm looking forward to pretty much every single one of these matches. Ohio State does, in fact, come in at number six. Oregon does, in fact, come in at number five, to no surprise. I think the biggest, uh, I think the biggest surprise right now is going to be where Michigan and Georgia falls. You know, three and four is going to be fuck Florida State and Washington. I feel like that's pretty straightforward. Uh, but how is Georgia and Michigan going to fall in this? That's going to be, I think, the big question right now. 
Oregon is a nine and a half point favorite to start for the weekend. I saw that. I saw that they are heavy favorites right now. Uh, that's not the it only t- thing t- uh, involving the Oregon Ducks that's a heavy favorites. You know, I was going to touch on this in full detail later, but currently Bo Nix is the leader um, for the Heisman in the odds right now. Which he should be. Which he should be. And I like Michael Penix. I like him a lot. But if you look at the stats, Bo Nix, it's not even close. It's Bo Nix. Bo Nix has played a, had a hell of a season. Hell of a season. I'm out of Fuck Florida State at yeah, four. I, I, okay, yep. This is projected. I should put Georgia at three. That'd be hilarious. Yeah, so Bo Nix, of course, 315 uh, for 401 attempts, uh, th- over 3,900 yards. Uh, probably going to finish with probably, I mean, after this weekend alone, he'll be at like probably 4,100. 37 TDs to only two interceptions, only sacked five times for 189.8 passer rating. And then on top of that, he's got 159 yards on the ground with six TDs on the ground. 78.6 completion percentage, passing complete percentage. I mean, and I like Michael Penix. He's a very athletic guy. He might be a good professional quarterback. We'll see. Um, I know Jaden Daniels was one of the ones that was coming up. I think the one thing that helps Jaden Daniels' case um, he averages 11.7 yards per pass, which is insane. And he has 40 touchdowns, but he does have four picks with a 208 passer rating. Uh, but I, I think the overall mark, I, I think it's Bo Nix. Bo Nix just looks to me, it's so much better with Bo Nix. Bo Nix has a better record overall this year than what Jaden Daniels does. Um, and I, I personally think Bo Nix seals the deal if, if they beat Washington this weekend. Yeah, this is this is the big game for him. You know what I mean? Like if they've sealed the deal, he won the Heisman. The Heisman is, is his. You know, I saw Jalen Milrose comments and all. My guy, again, that a great win, electric. But you should have beat the fuck out of him. You know, you're not going up against the now the newly you know third ranked Washington Huskies. You know what I mean? Like let's calm down. Now if Jalen beats Georgia and puts on a hell of a show, then I think his odds go up a little bit. But I like Bo Nix the best. Uh, Georgia did come in at one. Michigan came in at two. Washington three. Fuck Florida State four. Uh, so that is our current top four. It's gonna be a very interesting weekend, man. Three and five going at it. One and eight going at it. You know, seven and whatever Oklahoma State was, I missed it. I mean, it's going to be a hellacious weekend, uh, man. I, I it's tough to see how things are going to play out, man. Like I said, I've, I I think Oregon's going to win it. Texas wins. Georgia wins. Michigan wins. And and I can't. I, ha- I haven't decided on fuck Florida State and Louisville. I have not decided. But man, if Louisville played Buster there, Ohio State gets getting into this, getting into the dance, man. Depending on scenarios, you might be right, but I still think I still think I think if Louisville and Texas both win, I think Texas gets in over Ohio State. Yeah. Uh, also, looking I hate at, to say that, but it could happen. No, and it really could. I'd love to see Texas get in, even though I fucking hate them. I just think it'd be different, you know. Like I want it. Let's spice things up a little bit. Let's have some fun. You know what I mean? Uh, also, special shout I had, out. I had. I I think I had uh, Texas. And Florida State in the top four at the beginning of the season. Oh, yeah, I think you did. I think you did. Also, looking at uh, season passing stats, big shout out to the eighth uh, highest passing yards in the season this year. My guy, Braden Schrager down in Hawaii, baby. Let's go. (laughs) 
Oh, that's oh, that is awesome. The top, the top uh, seven passers, and this is yards: Bo Nix, Michael Phoenix, uh, Jaden Daniels, Cameron Ward, Dylan Gabriel, Caleb Williams, Drake May. A lot of big names I just said, and then Braden Schrager right behind him, baby. <laughs> Braden Schrager also leads in pass attempts this year: five hundred and twenty-five pass attempts. This season, dude, they, he's been slinging it, man. He's been slinging it. I mean, like, I, like I've been saying all year, a lot of interceptions. I mean, he is, uh, he is third in the nation for picks. Tied for first is uh, Braden Flower Nicholas uh, from Colorado State, and uh, uh, looks like Davis Bryan. And then second place would be uh, Haynes King with fifteen, and Braden at fourteen. We got. I think I think if Braden can turn that get that down going into next year, I think Hawaii is going to have a damn good quarterback next year. You know he can sling it. You know this is that this was that year to go out and sling it and learn what you can and can't do. You know what I mean? What year is he in? I think he is a I think he's a junior or a sophomore. Let me look. He is a junior. Okay, so yeah, he's got one more year, baby. One more year. Next year is going to be a big year for him. Uh. Can be a big year Conference for him. champions. Yeah, I mean, hey, his stats continue to improve. Uh, you know, year to year, you know, he's got a lot more yards than he did last year. A lot you know, better completion percentage, more TDs, better passer rating, also more interceptions that he threw last year. He threw ten last year, but fourteen this year. But he also threw one hundred twenty-five more passes this year. <laughs> yeah, they Hawaii's got to establish a run game. Yeah, they do. I mean, they they're they're good in the receiving game, man. They got a good freshman. Uh, they got another uh, receiver that made uh, all uh, Mountain West Conference second team. Shout out to that. Um, but yeah, they got to get the run game going. But anyway, back to the main, back to the main stuff: the conference championships. Now it's going to be an interesting weekend. Uh, you know, a lot uh, there is so much on the line across the board from the the top four, and of course, just the Heisman. Um, you know, because we'll we'll touch on the Heisman odds now. So the latest Heisman odds, and I'm pulling from FanDuel Sportsbook. Bo Nix is currently leading with a minus 180. Jane Daniels with a plus 140. Uh, then it really goes down from here, and there's one very shocking name that's a lot lower than I thought it would be. Uh, from there, we have Michael uh, Penix Jr. with plus one, plus 1,600. Jalen Milrow with plus 15,000. Carson Beck for plus 15,000. And then here's what shocks me. And I, I'm not saying this shocks me because he's undeserving. He is. He's one of the best fucking running backs to play this year. But it shocks me that he has better odds to win the Heisman than Marvin Harrison Jr. And that is Oklahoma State's running back, Ollie Gordon II, is plus 20,000. Above J.J. McCarthy, which that's fair. Uh, above Marvin Harrison Jr., above Blake Corum, and ab above Malik Neighbors. Like the fact that I, Marvin Harrison Jr. is plus twenty five thousand to win the Heisman. I thought he'd be a lot higher than that. Ollie Gordon the second has rushed for fifteen hundred and eighty yards. Damn this good year, which year. leads which leads the which leads the entire nation. That's even over Missouri's running back Cody Schrader. Yeah. Uh, see here, he also has twenty touchdowns. Yep. So that's that right there. That right there is a very solid year for a running back. When you have that, no one's talking about. Season, and Mar but here's the thing though, I think Marvin Marvin Harrison doesn't have very many touchdowns this year though. Uh, if I look at Marvin Harrison, um, Marvin Har okay, he has 14. Marvin Harrison has 14. Um, he has 67 receptions for 1,211 yards. Uh, let's see here, yeah, and then uh, yeah, 67 receptions, 1,211 yards. It's an average of 18.1. 
uh, per catch, which is actually, I think it's second or third. Let me check this real quick. No, it's not even, well, that doesn't count because he plays for Army. But either way, who cares about that part? <laughs> anyway, um, so I mean, so I mean, I would, I would understand. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I you know, I, I really think if if I was a Heisman voter, Marvin Harrison. Yeah, as far as like player wise goes, yes, Marvin Harrison's the better player. Ollie Gordon's had the better year. Yeah, as far as statistics wise, as far as statistics wise goes. Um, I mean, but I, I, I still think if if Bo Nix wins it out this weekend, I think he solidifies it. I, I don't think. Yeah. There's not a scenario where anyone can look at me and say. This person deserves over Bo Nix. I don't care how many years he's been in college football. <laughs> you don't got. You don't. You don't have to throw that shade like that. <laughs> Not shade. I'm just saying he's he's like a ten year senior. I mean, <laughs> no, there is one guy. He's a tight end for Miami who may ha- play his ninth year of college. That's insane. Why would you want to be at college for nine years? Because he knows he's never going to go to the pros. Still, did you see? Did you see that one? Uh, I'm trying to remember. It's, it's it's a Division three school. It's a private school. This guy, this guy had a had a letter of intent to uh, declare for the NFL draft. He goes, I may never. He's like, I never played it down, but uh, but I I will hype up the locker room or some kind of nonsense. He was some Division three player. Uh, I don't think he's played it down this year, but he's like, he's like, I, 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 I will, I will hype up the locker room and be a good character for the locker room. That so I'm declared for the NFL draft. I'm like, right. okay, more power to you. Yep. Uh, so yeah, the tight end is Cam McCormick. Uh, he is applying uh, for his ninth year of college because he has missed three years of action due to an ankle injury. He's now 25. He started at Oregon and he transferred. He started Oregon enrolling in twenty in January twenty sixteen, and he spent seven years in Oregon, and he transferred to 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 Miami. Uh, but yeah, I mean he's had he's been hospitalized for for some stuff. Uh, he suffered an Achilles tendon near the end of twenty twenty one. Of course, there's the COVID year, which gives him a free year. But no, just his career has just been a, a path of unfortunate circumstances that allow, has now pushed him to where he can potentially have a ninth year in college. He's going for his master's, so shout out to I- that. Okay, I mean, yeah, I mean, if if he if he's got definitive a definitive way of going back and getting his master's, I have no problem with that. But yeah. I mean, dang, that that is an un like I get it, especially if you want one full year to be healthy. Yep, and, and just try to make that full year. To be, but I'm but there comes a time when it's like, okay, dude, it's time to give up. It's time to quit. It's okay. You made it to a major D one level. You played for two great you two great universities. Yep. It's time to hang it up and let it go. Yep. Right, speaking of Miami, did you see that uh, TVD entered the transfer portal? I did not. Yep, TVD is entering the transfer portal for uh, Miami, so we'll see where he goes. I, I'm telling you, man, if Mario Cristobal, oh, <laughs> uh, he, he's got to do something next year. I mean, it just he's he's just gonna have to. Yeah, uh, we uh, one of the uh, defensive ends for Miami is also entering the uh, transfer portal as well. Hopefully we'll see. Yeah. Let's say, let's say, we'll yeah, no, I'll be curious to see who the starter is going to be. If I had to guess, I guess it'll be, uh, Emory, uh, Williams, Emory, Emroy, Emroy Williams. Uh, he, he started a little bit before he got hurt after TVD got benched, but, uh, I don't know. I guess, I guess we'll see. 
who's going to be the starter for Miami next year. It'll probably just be him, honestly. He is a freshman, so, you know, you get him for a few years if it works out and all. But uh, anyway, uh, still in the college realm, though. I mean, again, we are, we've already touched on it multiple times. But, man, who would have thought Bobby Petrino uh, coming back to Arkansas as the offense coordinator? We already shocked that, uh, you, you know, Sam Pittman's being retained. Honestly, here's what I can tell you because you, you mentioned this earlier, but I didn't want to like I didn't want to segue in my thoughts on it because you know I wanted to get through the opening. Of course, you know let's get through the opening in a fluid manner, not sidetrack too much from the title topic. But you know that it was just it doesn't really make sense. The only thing that I can think of, and I'm kind of curious if you're in the same line of thinking or if it just really doesn't make sense. Do you think this is potentially a safety net for Hunter Yurchek, where if Sam Pittman lays another fucking egg and fires him, he has a potential another head coach candidate that he can immediately just fall back on? Do you think that could potentially be the big grandmaster play here? Because that was my first thought with this whole thing, since in my opinion, Pittman's on the hot seat. I don't know. Um, because let's be honest. Let's say Pittman gets fired mid-year. You know, Bobby Petrino is taking over his head coaching duties as interim head coach. You know he is. Who else would you hire? Possibly so. Not hire. Right. Who else would Poss- you put into that spot? So. Like, would you guys do oh, the? Yeah. Would you guys do the NFL play and make your special teams coordinator that, or would you take a, a certified former head coach? Like, that's my mindset. Uh, look at what Texas A&M did. Yeah. But that's also a different situation. Yeah. We we have not seen any kind of success since Bobby Petrino. Like, like I wouldn't say any kind of success, but Bobby Petrino had back-to-back 10-win years at Arkansas. If I go back in history right now, I don't think that's happened since, like, the 70s, maybe 80s. I'd have to go back and, I'd have to go back and look and see as far as Arkansas Razorback history goes. Hunter Yurchek knows how much we love Bobby Petrino. Like he knows how much the state backs Bobby Petrino up as far as a, as far as a football coach goes and everything like that. There's even some, including myself, who believe he shouldn't have been fired to begin with, that he should have been given a suspension, a lengthy suspension, and not get but not gotten fired. When he got fired, our football program went to crap and it went to crap quickly and it wasn't even close. And so Smile. This could, this, right, smile. But anyway, uh, this could be a safe, this could be a safety net. Because here's the thing. Arkansas sports right now, Alex, and I, and I know that, I don't know how much, I know you, you and Jacob and all them don't keep up with as, as much as far as Arkansas sports goes, which is fine. Um, Like Arkansas sports in general, we've had more top 25 success in, a, in the majority of our sports, under Hunter Juracek, than we have Mike Burles and any other athletic director that we've ever had. And, and he also knows that the moneymaker is football. So he has to get football right. Because if he doesn't get football right, regardless of what he's done with the rest of the sports, they're probably they're gonna get they're gonna look to get rid of him. Just because football has to get right. You've got to get the moneymaker right because that is, like I said, that's the most profitable sport that we have. So, yes, it could be a safety net, which would make sense to a lot, a lot of folks. Um, but since, but since, uh, but since Petrino uh, was fired from Arkansas, he's only had two head coaching gigs that I know of. He, he did go back to Louisville, which 
didn't play out very well, but yeah. I know the, the recruiting was a lot different whenever he went back to Louisville. Um, and then he went to Missouri State. Yep. And yeah, he almost beat us when he was at Missouri State. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, I, I the, the answer, the, the long answer is I don't know because Ed Petrino has not really seen the success that he saw when he was at Arkansas, if that makes sense. Yeah. You think this is going to cause just like a big distraction for Arkansas? Because you know fans are going to be more behind their offensive coordinator than the actual head coach. And it could be, because here's the thing, Alex. Let's say Arkansas comes in next year. Let's say our offense starts doing spectacular wonders compared to what it to what they did. Who's going to get the credit for that? Right. It's not going to be Sam Pittman. No. Nope. Sam Pittman. Now, here's the thing. Sam Pittman is an offensive line guy. If the offensive line showed any kind of ability this year, we'd be talking about a different football team. Mm-hmm. But we fired an offensive coordinator and we gained Bobby Petrino back, which don't get me wrong, I'm still confused. But like I said, it just I don't know how this plays out. To me, this matchup is like Houston Nutt and Gus Malzon. <laughs> Gus Bowles almost forced in there. Yeah, no, that that that's accurate. I, I can see that. No, it's a it's a fascinating scenario, man. Because like I can't help but to feel like you know you, you know you guys as fan base, you and Shane's fan base are just gonna rally behind Bobby P and just turn on Pittman real quick. You know, I'm not saying you and Shane specifically, just the fan base. That's why it's gonna be fascinating, man. I don't know. Like I really think this is a safety net. I personally think Sam, if Sam Pittman lays a giant egg this year, you know, and he gets fired midseason, I'm gonna go ahead and call it now. Bob Petrino will be the next head coach of Arkansas. I will say I will say this much because, like I said, the, the two most shocking things this entire from today and Saturday was Sam Puck returning and Bob Petrino coming back to Arkansas. <laughs> yeah. That's the two most shocking <laughs> things, and one of the one of the, one of the the big one of the biggest. Um, Lots of things. What, of course, there's young gears in here, so I'm not going to say it all. Itchy double hockey sticks froze over this weekend, <laughs> and that was that was the theme for this week. Is yeah. with, with CM Punk coming back. One of the things that I Triple H said during his press conference is that ten years ago, they were both different people. It's the same way. It's the same way now. Ten years ago, we were under Jeff Long. We were not under Herney or Check. Um, Petrino is a different person. You have different people calling shots at Arkansas, and there was there there was they and I, there was a special. The way I read the article before announcement came today, because there there were talks that what if Bob Petrino does come back? There's a policy if you evade that if you get fired with cause, that you have to go through this scenario with the school president. Board of Directors, all this other kind of stuff just need to be brought back. So the fact that you're going to get, the fact that they're backing him up just shows how much he's grown over in that overtime. I'm not, I'm, I'm sure he's still with the same wife that he cheated on whenever he was, <laughs> I, I'm not sure she's too hyped up about it, but this tells you something right here that time does eventually heal all wounds. And this, this is one of those situations. He's been gone for over a decade. He's, we're in a situation where we desperately need a good offensive coordinator. Who else are you going to get right now better than him? Right. But at the same time, 
I think him and Seb Pittman are better fit together than what Houston Nutt and Gus Malzahn were whenever they could. But Gus Malzahn was also fourth in. But it doesn't make sense to me. It just does not make much sense to me. Yeah. With for Arkansas fans, it's either a state of confusion or a state of happiness or both. <laughs> I, I'm in both. <laughs> yeah. Now, I will say, even though I don't give a single shred of a fuck about the Arkansas Razorbacks, I can't help. you don't. I cannot help but to be immensely curious about how next season will go. You guys are officially on my. All right, I want to. I want to see how this shit plays out. This is so. You're you're going to be one of my most fascinating storylines next year. <laughs> so me, me and Forrest, me and Forrest have already talked. About, we're gonna uh, we're playing. We're uh, week two next year. We're playing at Oklahoma State in Stillwater, and that's not far drive from us. We're planning a trip to Stillwater next year. Oh yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll we'll see how that goes. <laughs> Oh my gosh! So we looked at the schedule for next year. We don't play Alabama next year. I don't think we play Bama next year. Hey, one less, one less L. Yep, that's one less L. Yep. Uh, hey, one thing I wanted to shout out, still in the college ranks here, uh, I thought was uh, pretty cool. I saw the news; it was posted 23 minutes ago. Uh, Wisconsin running back Braylon Allen has declared for the 2024 NFL draft. He had nearly 3,500 rushing yards in three seasons, and he's still just 19 years old. He's going to have some hella good draft value. 19 years old? Yeah, he's still just 19. The government doesn't even trust him with beer yet. What does he think he's going to go do in the NFL? January is his birthday, so he's turn, He's going to be 20 by the time he gets drafted. But still, that's young, man. It's a young running back, you know, with a lot of experience. You know what I mean? Right. So if he go, so if he wins the Super Bowl next year, he'll be 21. So yeah, I mean, I guess so. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a young back with a lot of experience. Shout out to that. Also, shout out to my most infuriating moment of the week. Uh, the re- reports are that the Chargers will fire head coach Brandon Staley unless an absolute miracle happens down the stretch of this season. The Chargers have a talented roster but continue to disappoint in the win-loss column. Big facts. In my yeah, when opinion... We to, when we get to our picks... What up? What I was saying is I've got I've got a hot take whenever we get to my picks today. Okay. You know, in in my opinion, the Chargers have easily, in my mind, top five most talented roster on paper in the NFL right now. Top five for me. Like in no order, no order, my top five most talented rosters is the Chargers, the Eagles, the 49ers, uh, the Dolphins. Jesus Christ. Um, and this, again, this is all on paper. Uh, and then that fifth spot could be a toss up between the Cowboys, I guess, uh, the Lions, and uh, probably just those two. One of those two would take the fifth spot. It's fair. Oh, Chiefs. I can't believe I forgot the Chiefs. They'd be up there in contention too, even though they've had some struggles. They should be up. Yeah, they were. Were they down like fourteen nothing to uh, Vegas? Yeah, something like that. Oh, hey, speaking of down, did you see the um, the press conference uh, with Sean Payton where they asked him if he knew what Scorigami was? 
Oh, I oh my god! Oh my it. god, dude! So funny. They asked him, like, you know, do you know what scoregami? He's like, nah, I don't, I don't know what that is. You know what scoregami? And they're just like, scoregami is when a score happens that's never happened in the NFL. And they reminded him, you know, because that he beat the Browns twenty-nine to twelve this weekend. It's just like, yeah, twenty-nine and twelve. That's never happened. He's like, twenty-nine and twelve has never happened in the NFL. It's like, no, nope, it's scoregami. And then the reporter, stone cold, says. Yeah, seventy to two was also a score. Seventy to twenty was also a score, Gami. And Sean Payton just kind of chuckles a little bit. He's just like, I think I like the other score better. <laughs> <laughs> At least he's got a sense of humor. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, he does. He does. Yeah, seventy to twenty was a score, Gami too. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's funny as shit. I- Listen, can we can we please like listen, ESPN, listen, ESPN, whoever does this crap, can we please stop talking about Aaron Rodgers coming back this year? It's not happening. He's not coming back this year. I don't know, man. Like, even though the Jets are at this point out of playoff contention, I actually think he will. I really do. Uh, I think he. I think it's just going to be one of those things where he's going to come back to show the fan base and show the team that hey, even though we suck. Like, hey, I'm all in. You know what I mean? I, I want to show that I'm all in. Uh, I, I I personally think he will actually come back, but it's going to be – like, if, if the Jets are completely eliminated, I personally think he will only play the last game of the season. If the Jets even have a chance to make the playoffs, the slightest bit, he will come back as soon as he can. If it's like three games left before the season's done, he'll come back. But if they're completely eliminated – I'll be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if he played the last game of the season just to prove to everyone that, hey, I'm all in here. I, I really think that's a possibility. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't think it's going to happen, but um, also, we'll see. Uh, so l- let me hit the uh, the David uh, Tepper comments just because, it's again, this is one of those cases like, why would you say that out loud? So, of course, Frank Wright was fired by the Panthers. We already touched on that, you know, 11 games in, whatever. Uh, so one report from the uh, Carolina Panthers uh, beat writer is that after the game, Tepper was shown coming out of the locker room and just yelling, fuck, as loud as he can. This guy's got a very clear level head, let me tell you. Uh, but anyway, so he confirms, and there's a video for this, that they were supposed to take, they were supposed to trade to the number two pick and take C.J. Stroud because they believed Houston would have taken Bryce Young at number one. Tepper says everyone in the building wanted Young, even though that's against the initial reports that we followed all offseason that Tepper's the one who wanted Young, and Frank Wright and everyone else wanted Stroud. And then he says, quote, we are totally confident in that pick. If you're totally confident in this pick, you wouldn't even been saying this. You would not even been saying what your original plan was. You would not. You know what I mean? Like, if it's five years from now and Bryce Young ends up being a massive bust, sure, then you would say it. You know what I mean? We've seen that before. We've seen John Fox say that he he wanted to take Patrick Mahomes and Ryan Pace through Mitch Trubisky on him the day of the draft, which honestly, while that's a case of like, okay, is that really true or are you just trying to make yourself look better? I actually think that one's true because as far as I know, Patrick Mahomes has basically confirmed that he really thought Chicago was going to take him. So that's fucking cool. Anyway, um, but, you know, this is something that you would say five years from now if Bryce didn't work out, not 11 games into Bryce's young career. You know what I mean? Because now you, you, Bryce hears this, and Bryce is like, oh, great. They didn't fucking really want me. You know what I mean? Clearly they did. They traded up to number one. But, like, you know what I'm trying to say? It's like not everyone in the building wanted Bryce Young. 
Now, and you know, and you know, I I thought I thought for the longest time that they would take C.J. Stroud. Me too. Um, I thought I thought C.J. Stroud would have been a better fit the Panthers than what Bryce Young was. Um, you know, for a while I thought Carolina might have taken Will Levis over everybody. You know, just because <laughs> their whole, you know, their what they're looking for in a quarterback, everything like that. Which, you know, you know, he's starting for Tennessee right now. I mean, you know, regardless of the situation, he is starting for Tennessee right now. Yep. Um, and I'll just be honest. I'll be honest with you. you no, know, I'm. I know. Look, you know, just looking at their depth chart right now. Um, you know, they don't have what I would consider mini bust, if you want to put it that way. I mean, yeah, they still have Adam Thielen. They have got the Bingo, Jay Clark. Um, they still have a few players who are really, really good defensively. They're depleted defensively, just about. Yeah. Um, but I'll just be honest. I don't care who the coach was this year. This team was not winning very many games this year, regardless. Yeah, no, I agree. No matter what, they they just weren't going to win a lot of games, you know. And that's that's being apparent. But also, like Bryce Young just hasn't hasn't played well. Also, he just hasn't. Uh, I mean, top to bottom, I don't know if it's I don't know if it was strictly coaching or or, or what. I mean, we've we've seen him literally line up under a freaking guard, and Miles Sanders had to push him back under center. <laughs> like there's a video of that like that happened in a game uh so I, I don't know man but i know with this firing i mean it it cleaned house on the offensive side of the ball uh deuce staley you know who uh was with the detroit he took the job in carolina he got fired uh josh mccown got fired um you know so i mean just across the board they cleaned house chris Tabor, the special teams coordinator is going to be interim head coach even though they got jim caldwell there uh, so man, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting how the rest of this season will play. If Bryce shows flashes, then Carolina fans have got to be feeling in a good spot. But at the same time, I mean, hey, DJ Moore has already now passed thousand yards for the Bears for this season, fifth in the league. Shout out to that. You know, Darnell Wright looks like a freaking beast of an offensive lineman. A lot of penalties. He's a rookie. A lot of penalties though. He's third in the league in penalties. The top two are both Chiefs players. I think the number one was Jawan Taylor. Number two was a defensive Chiefs player. I don't remember who. And then Darnell Wright was number three, but he's a rookie. I'll cut him some slack, but he's been he's played lights out. So, I mean, this is looking like a pretty good win for Chicago and a pretty big L for Carolina. Yes, it is. It definitely is. If you look at CJ, I'm sorry, if you look at Bryce Young's QBR rating, it's worse than Mac Jones. Oof. It's Barely better than Zach Wilson. He's ranks. Of course, I I know that there's different starters that's come in. But if you take the 30 starters, the 30 main starters that have that have played this season for all these teams, Bryce Young is 29th in QBR rating. And who was below him? Zach Wilson. Okay, that's what I thought. Man, that's rough. The, the only one that was below Bryce Young is Zach Wilson. Wow unfortunate man and then on top of that to add insult to injury the bears are poisoning themselves to get marvin harrison jr with the number one overall pick if they want or just get a quarterback i don't know i i don't know what i want for the bears i i personally think caleb williams and drake may are both gonna fucking suck up in chicago so in my opinion keep fields and get him some weapons yeah i i, I don't think chicago gets a, if they get a quarterback it'll be a late round i, I don't think there's a quarterback out of this draft that's going to really change right off the bat. Usually when you draft in the first round, you're looking for someone that's going to change you right now. Right. That's not, that's not any quarterback this year. Maybe Bo Nix. I'll get Bo Nix. 
Yeah, I mean he'll be a, he'll be a top he'll be a top ten pick. You know, one name one uh, one team that I've seen linked to him a little bit in some drafts is uh, is the New York Giants. Right after they signed Danny Dimes, and I'm just like that would be an interesting one right there. Now, honestly, when yeah. it, when it came to the Bears, man, like we get a we get a new, a new head coach, we get a guy like Jim Harbaugh in there for maybe as a possibility, or Ben Johnson, or something like that. Uh, and then just get a really good offensive coordinator who's not just going to throw freaking screens twenty four fucking seven. In my mind, man, let's let's keep let's keep Justin get Marvin Harrison number one, you know, offensive lineman or Brock Bowers at like number four pick or something like that. Shane just popped in the chat. Shane, how you doing? Hopefully you're doing well. Shane says number one pick Marvin Harrison, number four pick Brock Bowers. Hey, I'm here for it. You know, like I said, like I said, it's in my mind coming into this draft. Like, cause I'm not sold on Caleb. I'm not sold on. I'm especially not sold on Drake. It's Marvin Harrison or nothing. Like, you get Marvin Harrison fucking junior, even if you're at the number one pick. Let him be the next wide receiver to get drafted number one. You know, since Keyshawn Johnson back in like '97 or '96, whenever it was. You know that that's my Marvin Harrison junior. No matter what, that's my stake on it at least. And just keep running with Fields. Then we'll see how Fields does. <laughs> I mean, it couldn't be much worse. I mean, if you just get the right play worse. caller, you know, I think it'll be fun. Um, but anyway, speaking of can't get much worse, can it get much worse for the Buffalo Bills? That's one big question that's coming out of this past weekend of football. <laughs> They're not making the playoffs. It's 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 no. That's the thing, and that's the thing. You know, I thought they played well. Their offense they, they played, played well enough to win. Their defense fine. is just falling off. Yeah. Like, let me go look at their schedule because they have a fucking gauntlet ahead. That's what I'm doing right. That's, yeah. That's so what I'm doing their, right their now next game is uh, this. Uh, their next game is at the at the Chiefs, then hosting the Cowboys at the Chargers, hosting the Patriots at the Dolphins. Like, oh, buddy. You know, besides the Patriots. They I about to say they could have three more losses on that thing. Yeah, I mean that is a gauntlet, man. It's tough to it's tough to imagine Buffalo making to the playoffs right now. I'm telling you, Ricky. I'm telling you, it's the Madden curse, my guy. It's the Madden curse. God, it's the Madden curse. Thank you. <laughs> I think it's the Madden curse, and I think it was just like this was writing on the wall. You know, Tyler's been in the boat that their window has passed. Um, and that's kind of where Stefan Diggs has kind of felt too, from my understanding is that he feels like their window has, is passing. And I can see that, you know, I, I, I can definitely see that. Let's see here. Let's see. They have several defensive players out from injury and a lot of them are on the IR right now. So that, that's that, that's tough. It's very, very tough. Yeah. Yeah. A lot, a lot of injuries they're dealing with, you know, this, this team has just had an unfortunate run this year. And I've even seen some people question should uh, Sean McDermott be fired, and I'm just like, no. I mean, he's 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 helped make this team competitive almost every year. And the one year he's not, you're gonna say fire him? It's just like, who the fuck do you think you are? Do you think you're the Ohio State Buckeyes? Do you think you're, you know, like like what sort of expectations do you have right now? Where one bad season and you're gonna fire a guy? You know what I mean? Like, like you're not winning championships. Like, you've never won a Super Bowl. Like, what are we doing? I don't know. Like, that, that's, a, that's a wild take, in my opinion. Sure, go fire Sean McDermott, and the Chargers will hire him five minutes later. Yeah, exactly. Dude, exactly. 
Uh, also, I was going to ask your thoughts on this because I just refreshed my Twitter feed and this is the first thing that popped up. Because honestly, I think it's fucking stupid. Regardless of whatever the rule would be or what he should have done, this is a fucking stupid nitpick rule, in my opinion, or a flag. Did you see the penalty thrown on Kyler Gordon this weekend? Which one? Um, the, the most notable one involving his helmet. I don't remember. Let's see here. That was, what did he do? Did he take his helmet off before he got off the field? Yes, because his helmet broke because he got punched. I'm literally watching the video. He got punched on the sideline and his helmet broke. Like, no shit, his helmet broke. Yeah, that, that is a, that's, that's a rule from Pee Wee all the way up to the NFL. Every program has that rule. Not take your helmet off the field for nothing. Now, if it comes off, that's one thing. And I understand that it broke. I understand that it broke. Um, and I, I think the Facebook should have given him the benefit of a doubt. But at the same time, I have seen officials look at a, I've seen officials look at players before and say, "Hey, don't take your helmet off. I got a flag if you do it." Yeah, it's it's a nitpick rule, but. See, I top to bottom, pee wee to NFL. That is a rule. See, I, I I totally agree. A rule is a rule, and I'm here for it. But there are totally fucking cases where we can ignore a rule for one dumb thing, and this is the one dumb thing. He gets his helmet punched by a Vikings player. It is on video. A ref had to break up the fight. His helmet is broken, like the face mask is broken off. So he takes off the helmet, and he's trying to show the ref, no, it, it broke, it broke, and then the penalty changed to taunting. Kyler Gordon got hit with taunting. Okay, now, I, see, I see what you're saying now. Okay, I got, I got you down. Yeah, that should have been waved off. Like, come on, man. Like, I understand it's a rule to not take your helmet off, but literally the face mask is, like, broken off. Like, it is a broken off face mask. So he takes it off running to the Bears' sideline, and he gets penalized for that. And then when he was holding it up to show that it was broken, this is all on video. I'm watching it right now. Then it gets changed to taunting. Like, Yeah, that should have been waved off. Like, come on, man. I get it's a rule, but like, do, with the exact series of circumstances, give a guy a fucking break. That's horse shit. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Rules are not. That's horse yeah, shit. I yeah, I, I haven't seen that one. I, I, I'll just be honest. I don't even know what happened. Yeah, when you get a chance, like, uh, here, I, uh, I can link this exact one because this exact video is a good shot here of, uh, of everything. And I'll put it in. I'll put it in the uh, the work server, and you can just view it when you get some free time. Don't worry about it right now. Uh, but okay. yeah, that video shows it, and it's just that's a horse shit call. I mean, I understand the rule, so I'm not arguing with just the general like, okay, don't need to do it. But like, come on, man! Like, with the exact series of events, that is a horse shit call. Like, come on, people. Whatever. I don't know. Uh, there were some other missed calls I saw this weekend when I was watching the end of the uh, uh, Eagles-Bills. There was a very blatantly clear holding call that did not happen. That was wild to me. Uh, Darius Slay on Stefan Diggs. Like, Stefan's jersey was literally being pulled down by Darius, and that did not get a call. I thought that was wild, um, especially with the point of the game that it was in. That would have seriously helped Buffalo. You know what I mean? Uh, but the shot for it was so unbelievably clear of, of that was a holding call. You know what I mean? The picture that I saw of where his collar was like down to here. It's just like, come on, you got to call that. <laughs> Pass interference or holding, one and, of the two. And the the Eagles, they have not got penalized much at all this year. Yeah. 
mean, that they they haven't. They they usually don't get penalties. I think there was one game. I think the penalties were like ten to one in favor of the Eagles, only having one. I'm like, really? Goodness gracious! Let me look at this. Let me look at this week. Uh, <clears throat> stay here. Let's see here. Eleven to four in penalties this week. How many? Buffalo had eleven. Eleven to four. Buffalo had eleven. The Eagles only had four. Right. Man, that's wild. That is wild. What's even more wild is the Buffalo Bills had forty minutes of possession. The Eagles only had twenty six, and they still won. And what's blown away is the Buffalo Bills had over five hundred yards worth of offense, and they still lost. <laughs> Um, that was it was a great game, but man, what a what a unfortunate game to lose. You know what I mean? Like that's just painful. Up seventeen seven if they have to. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, I didn't have anything else on the docket. Uh, Ricky, you got anything you want to shout out? Or are you ready to get some picks, my friend? There is one thing that I failed to shout out. That needs to be in my hyped up moment of the week. Okay. Tucker Craft got a touchdown. <laughs> I want everyone to know he was so excited in the Discord. <laughs> hey, I said so we're so we're, so we're watching the game at my in-laws' house, and um, and my uh my my wife's uncle was there, and uh I said yeah I said hey he said Tucker Craft's on the field pass it to him he's gonna get a touchdown and what they do they ran a tight end play he caught it and ran it for like five yards touchdown. <laughs> I bet you felt on top of the world. <laughs> the best five yards. It's probably like 10 or 15, but it's the best five yards you'll ever see in the history of football. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Dude, that's funny. It's like, no. Gar- it's like when Garner Minshew throws interceptions or something like that. It's the best interception you'll ever see. I don't care who it is. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's, it's going to look good. Regardless, regardless, regardless that receiver should have caught the ball. Yeah, yeah, it was not Gardner's fault. Trust me. Uh, hey, <laughs> speaking of that game, though, let's just touch on this real quick. Hey, man, Jordan Love. Jordan Love. Man, he, he was playing He's lights better. out. It's it's almost – it's scary how eerily similar Aaron Rodgers' first season of starting and Jordan's Love's first season of starting is. They're so eerily similar, it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, and I mean, of course, I don't. I don't think they're going to win the division next year. No, but they're going to be dangerous next year. I agree. Um, if, if, if we need, we need to see what Minnesota is going to do with Kirk Cousins. If they're going to bring him back or they're going to trade him. Um, but um, there's a possibility they're going to make some noise next year. It's 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 going to be it's going to be interesting to see what happens next year with those with those teams. I agree. That division is that division especially. Um, you know, I, I'm hyped up with Detroit still, even though Detroit did lose that game. But, you know, it's, it was, what, the third loss of the year so far? Yeah. I mean, you know, you're, you're bound – it's professional football. You're bound to have terrible games, especially on Thanksgiving Day. But not my Cowboys. Not my Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, our 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 moment in the opening where it's like, you know, they ruin my fucking holiday every damn year from Jacob. His holiday was not ruined this year until Saturday, that is. It, it wasn't. It wasn't written last year, but the year before it was. Yeah. <laughs> then, it, then his holiday got ruined it's on Saturday. 
it's because he's on a terrible football show, and yes, it did get ruined on Saturday. And yeah, I know, of course, like I, said, I know Jacob's not here to talk about that because I know he'd probably go on a rant about that or whatever the whole nine yards was. Um, so there was a point in that game um, where it looked like Ohio State had intercepted the ball in the end zone, but um, the official did get it right. It was a touchdown. Yeah. Also, you know, I'm glad I made a, an audible on the uh, title topic and thumbnail, you know, because the original t- uh, thumbnail that I had going was going to feature Ryan Day and something else. And I was going to be the question is, should Ryan Day like be on the hot seat or get fired? And I was expecting that for, for Jacob to have Jacob go on a de- on a defense of like, you know, or a rant that he should get fired or whatever the case was. And I just randomly had the idea, you know, it'd be cool if I just did like the top eight teams and made that the thumbnail. I'll do that. So I'm glad I made it audible last night, the last second. I'll let him rant next week. Yeah, he'll have his moment next week. Uh, One last thing that I do want to shout out uh, before we get to picks, and this is just a way early prediction. Hey, next year, possible Heisman candidate. I'm just going to throw it out there. Watch out for, I have no idea how to pronounce his last name, uh, but Noah, the quarterback for Arizona, the freshman. Hey, watch out for him next year, baby. He's had a hell of a year as a freshman. Arizona is like 15th in the nation when they should have been dog shit. I Watch out for Noah for a dark horse Heisman candidate next year, baby. Noah, Noah and them Arizona Wildcats are going to be dangerous. I can't wait to see how it plays out. They're going to be in the Big 12, too. Shout out to that, I guess. Could win the Big 12 next year, too. Very well. Very well could. Uh, all right. Let's let's uh, let's get to picks then, my friend. Uh, I did notice that Run Your Pool added uh, the college football, uh, the FCS playoffs now. They didn't have last week's. So I don't know how we did. I did not check, um, you know, scores based on who we picked. So I'll just have to have Jacob follow up us on, on that next week. But we do have all the games this week, so uh, that's cool. I guess that's that's neat. I'm, I wish they would have done it last week, but whatever. Uh, so anyway, we have the Conference USA Championship. We have New Mexico State and Liberty. Give me the undefeated Liberty Flames in this one. I agree. Liberty should win. Uh. I don't know if we tech. I don't know if we really should have an, a game of the week. I mean, I guess we can. Uh, so I mean, yeah, the FBS game of the week. We have Oregon and Washington. Uh, give me Oregon. I will also take Oregon. I think Oregon's a much better football team right now, considering the fact that they've been they learned their lesson from the loss and they've been blowing teams out. Washington struggled. Next up, the MAC championship: Miami of Ohio and Toledo. Give me Toledo. That was my preseason pick, and I'm sticking with it. I want to say Toledo was mine as well. No, it might have been Ohio that was mine. I can't remember. But yeah, I think Toledo, Toledo has gone exactly as I predicted. Let me go look at their one loss. Because I think the one loss that I had for them was like an early season loss because it was like a power five like ranked school or something. Let me go look. Um, I, know I, I, I know I got Arkansas State exactly correct. I had them going 6-6, six six, losing to Marshall this week, and I got them exactly correct. And I know I got Missouri exactly correct. Nothing much to brag about because I said Vanderbilt was going to win eight games this year. <laughs> Fair. No, I did get uh, Toledo exactly correct. Is uh, The only loss that I projected for them was week one at Illinois. That was it. Other than that, I had it uh, Toledo running the table, and that's exactly what they've done. So that's pretty cool. I'm going I'm to I'm stick with the Rockets. We're going straight to the moon, boys. Uh, next up, FCS playoffs. Next matchup, we have the Richmond Spiders. And the Albany Greyhounds, I think, is their name. I know it's the logo, but I think they're just called the Greyhounds. I don't know if they're called something specific, but I think it's Greyhounds. You might be right. I'm not sure either. Did, uh, did Albany beat Hawaii? Fuck off. Uh, I don't remember. 
I think Hawaii won. Asking. I think Hawaii won. Let me go look. Let me go confirm for you. I think you're right. I think Hawaii won that game, if I remember correctly. Let's see. Uh, yes, uh, Hawaii beat uh, UA Albany. Okay, I, I was I was just making sure. Uh, let's see here. Albany is at home. Give me Richmond. I do like Richmond. Though. I do I do like Richmond, but I think Albany is gonna I think Albany is gonna pull it off. Give me Albany. Youngstown State and Villanova. Give me Villanova. Youngstown State, I think, is ranked. I don't think Villanova is. Yeah, they are. Uh, is Villanova ranked? Yeah. Let me look here. I'm going to look at this. Let me look it up and see. Villanova is ranked number nine. Yeah, they've had a pretty good year or two so far. Yeah, I'll take Villanova. Yeah, let me uh, let me go confirm what we're looking at for the FCS rankings. I thought Villanova, yeah, Villanova is number nine right now. Yep, you're right. Uh, let's see. Next up, we have Oklahoma State and Texas for the Big 12. Give me Texas. I will also take Texas. Okay. Chattanooga and Furman. Give me Furman. I've rocked with them a lot this year. They're uh, currently sixth in the nation, nine and two. This is a rematch from a few weeks back. They went Chattanooga. They beat Chattanooga. Rematches usually don't go very well, but I'm stick with, I'm going to go with Chattanooga. Uh, Mercer and South Dakota State. Give me South Dakota State. South Dakota State. Sacramento State and South Dakota. This would have been Sacramento State of last year, the year before. I kind of may have leaned them, but give me South Dakota. They are third ranked in the FCS, and they have been on fire. South Dakota's ranked third in the FCS? Yep. Wild, right? Really? South, is, I mean, I know they're in a tough conference and everything like that. But South goodness. Dakota State's obviously number mean? one. Montana's two. South Dakota's three. Idaho is four. And Florida A&M is five. Florida A&M should be – I think they're probably playing in the Celebration Bowl. They are. Okay. Um, no, I, no, no. They're in the playoffs. I've been riding right there. Never mind. I've been riding Sacramento State the entire year. But, I, but South Dakota is the better team, so I'll go with South Dakota. Uh, Boise State and UNLV for the Mountain West. Give me Boise State. Ooh, San Jose State beat Boise State last week, right? I think so, yeah. Yes, because that's what caused yeah. all the issue of weird. who should uh, go to the championship. Give me UNLV. North Dakota State and Montana State. Uh, this is tough. I mean, they're both right there, 7th and 8th ranked in the nation. Uh, I kinda, I'm kind of leaning... I'm kind of leaning Montana State at home. Just give me Montana State. I've picked against North Dakota State at least three separate times this year, and I've been wrong every single time. Give me North Dakota State. <laughs> Appalachian State and Troy for the Sun Belt Championship. Give me, give me Troy. James Madison should be playing in this championship game. Facts. None of these teams. I don't care. I don't care that Appalachian State beat them, but Appalachian State's going to beat Troy. Georgia and Alabama for the SEC championship. Give me Georgia. Yeah, Georgia's a much better defense. Excuse me. Georgia's much better defensively. SMU and Tulane for the American championship. Give me Tulane. Yeah, Tulane should win this one. Uh, Perry View and Florida A&M, the Ratless. Give me Florida A&M. I will also take Florida A&M. 
Louisville and fuck Florida State for the ACC championship. Give me fuck Florida State. Yeah, Louisville's on a downhill right now. All right. Uh, Michigan and Iowa for the Big Ten championship. Give me Michigan. Should be should be interesting to watch because, like I said, both like you said though, I was defense. Gosh, you just imagine if they had an offense like Ohio State yep. or Michigan or something like that. I, I, I wish Arkansas had a defense like Iowa. <laughs> uh, then next up, FCS playoffs: Delaware at Montana. Unfortunately, Delaware's final game of FCS play will be on a whimpering fart. Give me Montana. Yeah, Montana should win this game. And it is, it is that because Delaware's had a good season. Delaware's been a consistently good FCS program just to go up to the FBS and be a shit show. So kudos to you guys on that one. Uh, Southern Illinois at Idaho. Give me Idaho and the QB Dome. Yeah, Idaho should win this pretty easy. All right, let's hop over to NFL. NFL Thursday night football. We got the Seattle Seahawks at the Dallas Cowboys. Give me the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, say it like that. Why not? Yeah, give me the Cowboys. <laughs> the Miami Dolphins at the Washington Commanders. Give me the Dolphins. Unfortunately. <laughs> uh, Colts at the Titans. Give me the Colts. I will take Tennessee. The shit show that is the Carolina Panthers at Tampa Bay. Give me Tampa Bay. Yep, Tampa Bay easily. Atlanta at the Jets. Give me Atlanta. I'm going to regrettably take the Jets, but I'll take the Jets. Arizona at Pittsburgh. Give me Pittsburgh. I will also take Pittsburgh. Detroit at New Orleans. Give me Detroit. I will also take Detroit. The Chargers at New England. Um, I really don't know who to pick here. <laughs> I'm picking the Chargers because New England can't score. You see that crap score that they had yeah. with the Chargers? Give me the Chargers. Denver, who's getting hot at the right time, uh, versus Houston. Denver is my hot take. Denver is going to win out and make the playoffs. Ooh, that's spicy. That's spicy. I like that. That's pretty sweet. Uh, you know what? Give me this, Denver in this, this game. This, yeah, th this could be a loss because you know I, I love CJ Stroud. Yeah. But uh, D Denver's on a Denver's on a roll right now. Their defense is playing great. Uh, Russell Wilson is is playing phenomenal football right now. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm I think Denver's going to stick with this hot streak, and I I, I think. You have Houston and you have Detroit that are the, are the, the losable games. The rest of them are going to be winnable games. And I'm just going to go ahead and say, win out 11 and 5, or in this case, 12 and 5, uh, make the playoffs. It's very, very, it's very, very likely that this could happen. Yeah, I mean, look at their schedule. You can see them beating the Texas this weekend. I can see them beating the Chargers next weekend. The Lions, I think, I think will be an L. Uh, the Patriots, I can see them winning, and then the pa the Chargers again, the Raiders. I mean, you're right. <laughs> Broncos might be making the playoffs this year. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Uh, next up, San Fran and, and Philly. It. Give me Philly. And watch them play to replay. Watch them do a rematch to get Miami and beat Miami. That'd be awesome. I would love that. Yeah. <laughs> and then start Peyton go up and be like seventy to what? 
<laughs> yeah, just literally start the press conference I, I, like 70 to what now? I, I'm going to be rooting hard for San Francisco because Philly keeps winning and they're really screwing up my universe right now. <laughs> screwing up the universe. Hey, man, you and my boss both. He, just the rant he went on about how much he hates Philly. How much he hates Philly and how much he hates Nick Sirianni. He just got the most punchable face and just this and that. Because what brought it up is he asked me, he's like, did you see that video of that that Eagles kid flipping off that 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 Bills kid, that Bills fan? Did you see that, Ricky? Yes, I saw it. Yeah, my boss just like, man, if that was my kid, there'd be a video of me beating my kid's ass in public. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, Cleveland at the Rams. Give me the Rams. This is hard. Let's see here. The Rams. Oh, let's see here. I, I don't know. The Rams are struggling, though. Cle but so is Cleveland. But Cleveland's got an amazing defense. Give me Cleveland. And then Sunday Night Football. Apparently, I didn't realize this. Uh, this is Patrick Mahomes' first trip to Lambeau. How cold is it going to be in Lambeau? Great question. Look, it's that time of year. We are getting cold, boy. Shoot. It's not, if it's negative fifty degrees, I might pick Green Bay. <laughs> have you seen? Have you seen that uh, that Jeff? Dun of course, I know it's been years ago, but that Jeff Dunham with Walter. And Walter's like Lambeau Field, build a freaking roof. Right. No. Like how many? It's, it's like it's like how many? It's like how good is the weather during football season? Let's see here. Green Bay, Wisconsin. Oh, Lord, it's going to be cold. Let's see. Sunday. This is Sunday night football, right? Yep. I'll be honest Sunday with you. Night, I already oh, have, I already have my the, pick. It'll be in the... You're picking Green Bay, aren't you? I'm going to go with Green Bay. I think Green Bay is going to shock uh, the world on Sunday night. Uh, I'm going to take Kansas City, but it would shock me if they did. And then Monday night, we have Cincinnati and the Duval Jaguars. Give me the Jags, baby. Yeah, unfortunately, with Joe Burrow being out, this is not going to be that great of a matchup. Get y'all off of it, the Jags. All right, and that is uh, all of our picks. Knocked everything out beautifully. Uh, it's going to be a good weekend of football. Very good weekend, man. I'm so pumped for college this weekend. Uh, I, I'm going to probably still be working through a lot of it, but you best believe I will be listening to the games, and I can't fucking wait. It's going to be a good weekend, man, for some football. Uh, anyway, uh, Rick, you got any last thoughts that you want to shout out to everyone? Oh, let's just ready for a good weekend of football. Yeah, me too. Uh, also, I, I'm, I'm sad that I didn't shout this out earlier in the show, but of course, hopefully everyone had a wonderful Thanksgiving. I forgot to even just shout out that simple phrase. So yeah, hopefully you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Hopefully you had a good Black Friday shopping season and all that good shit. If you did any shopping, I didn't. It was kind of shitty this year. It's kind of shitty this year. Not a lot of deals sparked my My girlfriend, though, ooh, buddy, she, she went a little overboard, let me tell you. She got some good shit for her. She got it. I didn't have to pay for it, thankfully. No way I would have paid for it. How much she spent? God damn. Anyway. Uh, but anyway, so that's going to wrap up this week. Uh, I'll be back next week. Hopefully, Jacob can be with us uh, next week. So we can talk about the Ohio State-Michigan game. 
Uh, make sure to check out some Rogue Energy, the referral link down below. Use promo code Sparky to get 10% off. Uh, go over to Agent Inc. Hit use the referral link to pick up a jersey because they're really cool and they have a trash can that I drew. Uh, join, the, join the Discord. Come chat with us. Uh, I think that's it. Until next time, guys. Have a good one. Bye. Thank you.